We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. The devil is out to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I am come. I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So God cannot be the perpetrator of evil and the giver of righteousness. There's just no way. There is no gradual turn, not even a shadow of changing. Every good and every perfect gift is from the Father, comes down from the Father of lights. But now yet God allows evil in the earth. Now, let's dig into that because you need to know what caused evil. Go with me to Genesis, the first chapter. Over in Genesis, God created the heavens and the earth. And then in verse 26 and 27, it says, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God, created he him, male and female, created he them, and God blessed them. God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, and so on. Now notice, God gave mankind dominion over the earth. Now come over to the second chapter of Genesis. Verse 4, These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens and every plant of the field before it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth and there was not a man to till the soil. Now, notice that he formed the plant and every herb of the field before it came forth. Now, come down to verse 9. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food and a tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now, notice he created these or he made these before they ever came out of the ground. And then in verse 10, it says, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou shalt freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge, of good and evil, the Amplified says, of blessing and calamity, thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. The Hebrew says, Dying thou shalt die. Now, God put this tree in the garden. There's no doubt about it. God gave man a choice. He didn't want a puppet. He made him a free moral agent. Now, you want to know why there's all the evil there is in the earth today? It was because of the choice that Adam and Eve made. They made the choice for it. He had everything in that garden that was good and perfect. And God said, don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of blessing and calamity. You don't need calamity, Adam. You don't need it. But he chose it. And so he put a curse upon all the earth. Now, God gets blamed for it, but he didn't do it. God gave man the choice. He did not want a puppet. He had already created angels. They were designed of God to minister for those who are heirs of salvation. They're designed of God. They do not have the right of choice. 
They had the ability of choice, but didn't have the right to it. That's why there is no salvation for the fallen angels. It's curtains for them. But God created man, and he wanted him to be a free moral agent. He not only had the ability of choice, he had the legal right to choice. He had the legal right to choose to eat of whatever tree that he wanted to, but God said, don't eat of the other or the curses will come. But he had the choice. He could do what he would, and he did. He ate of it. So therefore, he opened the earth to the curse. Now, if you come down to chapter 3 and verse 14, And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above all the beasts of the field. And upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Now come down to verse 17. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened to the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I have commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it, cursed is the ground for thy sake. Notice it didn't say, I have cursed the ground for thy sake. He said, Cursed is the ground. You know why the ground was cursed? Because of what Adam did, not because of what God did. Adam made the choice, not God. God gave man a choice, but he gave him all of the information he needed to make a wise choice. But he chose the knowledge of blessing and calamity. Have you ever noticed that in the scriptures, just the scriptures we're dealing with today, that you can take these scriptures three or four different ways? And most of the time, they can be taken exactly opposite from the other way. Have you ever wondered why the Bible's written that way? You can take some of the greatest healing scriptures in the Bible and you hear people preaching suffering from them. You take the greatest prosperity scriptures of the Bible and you hear people preaching poverty from them. You know the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be made rich. The greatest prosperity scripture in the Bible. And you hear people take that very scripture and say, See, Jesus had nothing. He was poor, and we ought to be like Jesus and have nothing. I asked the Lord one time, I said, Lord, why did you write the Bible that way? Why did you inspire by the Holy Spirit the writers to write the Bible in a manner where it could be taken two different ways, and both ways are exactly opposite of the other? He said, Because of the curse, because of what Adam chose in the garden. To the man that believes the word of God and opens himself to the spirit of God to hear what God says about it, the word of God is a blessing to him. To the person that looks at the word of God in a manner just to find something to criticize or to come against the scripture and to come against the way of life that God has set forth in the Bible, it is a curse to him. Y'all still there? Did you go home? To the man that will defy the word of God and go against the scripture knowing what it says, the Bible is a curse to him because he won't believe. It opens the door to the devil. See, when a fellow just has doubt, he just don't know. Doubt is different from unbelief. But brother, when you get an unbelief, the curses are coming. When you know what it says and won't believe it, then destruction is coming. Evil is coming your way. And it's not because of God, it's because of your choice. And you see, then God gets blamed for it. See, Job blamed God for it. 
The Lord hath given and the Lord hath taken away. No, it wasn't the Lord that took it away. <laughs> it was the devil that took it away. And then Job finally said, I have uttered things that I did not understand. He finally got his head screwed on straight, so to speak. And it's time we did too, thank God. Well, go with me to Isaiah, the fifth chapter. Verse 20. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, and put darkness for light and light for darkness, and put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. This is a warning to people that preach doctrines of devils. Now, I don't know any nicer way to say it, folks. That's what it is. When you say that sickness is from God, that's a doctrine of devils. When you say that healing comes from the devil, that's a doctrine of devils. Now, I can understand that if Satan was oppressing someone, and he just all of a sudden decided to leave, that that person might be well. But the devil didn't heal anybody. And that doesn't do away with the fact that the Antichrist will do supposedly miracles but they really won't be real miracles. You understand what I'm saying? It's time that we begin to understand what God is saying. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness. If God is light and in Him is no darkness at all, then we should never attribute anything of darkness to God. I'm talking about spiritual darkness now, darkness of heart and so on. In the Scriptures, even in the Old Testament, you'll find where it says that God... Harden the hearts of individuals. Or even in the New Testament, we find that concerning Pharaoh. It says, God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Well, how did he do it? I mean, if God did it and Pharaoh didn't have any choice in the matter, then God perpetrated evil, didn't he? But that's not how it happened. Here's how it happened. God said, if you don't let my people go, punishment is coming upon this land and judgment's coming on you. And when all of these frogs and flies and lice and everything come, it just made Pharaoh that much more stubborn. Now, what made him stubborn? God? No, the things that God did. You see, so it was the fact that Pharaoh's heart was in a wrong condition. It was the things that God allowed to come to try to get Pharaoh to change that caused him to harden his heart. And you see, Dr. Robert Young said even some places in the New Testament, it's attributed to God what God allowed to happen. And Romans 9 is one of them, no doubt about it. It was the fact that Pharaoh was stubborn and rebellious, and that's as a sin of witchcraft. That's the reason that his heart was hardened. And there's people will teach that God did this, and then you ought not question God about these matters because he'll just make one evil and one good. Well, now, if God is making people evil, then we've got a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde on our hands. God's not schizophrenic. <laughs> Aren't you glad of that? Isn't that good news? No, there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning from that which is good and perfect. But you see, we must have an understanding of it because there's some valid questions here, you see. And if we can understand that, it will open your understanding to a lot of other things in the Bible. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, all of this week, we're offering CD offer number 7249. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $19.
entitled Scriptural Balance to Hard Sayings. You know, you hear some people say, well, you know, the Bible says. Well, it may be a statement in the Bible, but you need to check it out to make sure that it's used in the context. And if there are other scriptures that would refute that. A classic example of scriptural balance to hard sayings is in 2 Samuel 24.1. It says that the Lord moved David to go number Israel. It says the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel because he moved David against them to say go number Israel. Well, God told him not to number Israel, the fighting men. And this is contrary to what we know of the scripture. Well, when you go to 1 Chronicles 21.1, makes it very plain that it was Satan that stood up against Israel and provoked David to number Israel. It specifically states, and Satan stood up against Israel and provoked David to number Israel. But you see, if he only took 2 Samuel 24, 1, you would think, well, God moved him to do it, and then he sent judgment on him because he did it. And this is why it's so important to study to show thyself approved, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So a scriptural balance to hard saying. This series will give you insight in how to determine whether it's scriptural or not scriptural, some of the things that the word seems to say. I believe this will answer most of the questions you'd have about hard sayings in the Bible. That's offer number 7249, scriptural balance to hard sayings. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.